0: Hello, hello to a brand new week. I hope you have had a great weekend wherever you are. I hope that you are all set for the last week of school before half term. Can you believe that we're already halfway through? Now, this week on the podcast, there is so much fun in store with brand new games, really, really cool guests and some amazingly wonderful stories and we've got more pupils than we have ever had do you know that's always my favorite part having you lovely kids on here so thank you to all those who have taken part (sighs) right then let's find out who we'll be hearing from today get ready heathmount family they are the best of the best let's go Now, as we begin to approach the end of season two, I had to really save some of the best till last. Now, I've had the pleasure of closely working alongside this person and his lovely family over the past two years. And I have seen firsthand just for a consistently kind, thoughtful, energetic and positive person he is, he is a person who truly cares about every detail of his job and indeed his life and that is why he is so loved by those in his classes, teams and in his care. He is a people person who always thinks of others and despite the wonderful but tiring changes in his life over the past few years, he always seems to take everything in his stride. He's Heath Mount through and through, the best of the best, and I certainly love being part of his team. He's also a massive fan of the podcast, so obviously has the greatest taste ever. It is our Director of Sport and Boys Boarding, Mr. Elliot.
1: That. Oh, Miss Ferguson, that was the nice that's probably the nicest thing anyone's ever said about me. So thank you so much. <laughs> I have to listen to that over and over again on the podcast when I listen to oh, this. Good for I'm gonna the play song. I'm gonna play I'm gonna play it to Mrs. Elliot, see if she agrees. <laughs> probably not.
0: <laughs> I, uh, yeah, Just have it on have it on uh a on record. Loop, on loop,
1: yeah. yeah. Mrs. Elliot, Mrs. Elliot, have you heard this? Have you heard this? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know it is um I keep saying this, but it is uh my favorite part is of the podcast it's just been honoring people in our Heath family and um uh, i just think it's so important and it's so valuable and um and it's just so great to talk to you how are you, you know,
1: miss Ferguson i just want to say as well is that i don't think and you better not edit this out by the way is that i think what you are doing with this podcast is fantastic I look forward to listening to it each time it's on, each three times a week, yeah. and you are inspiring so many people out there, it? so I just want to say from from me and from Mrs Elliot, thank you. And I'm sure I'm speaking on behalf of loads of other people as well in the fact that being able to hear a friendly voice and have some fun where there's no, there's no one note involved, there's no Zoom involved, it's just sit back, relax and listen to... So some familiar, some familiar voices. I think it, it's brilliant. So thank you, Miss Verley. Oh, for you're welcome. Of the podcast.
0: I just think, um, you know, I think people go to type, don't they, during this season? And um, I think I just love a chat. I just like people. It's lovely. And
1: it's lovely, <laughs> yeah. It's lovely. I do
0: this more. Um, but how's it been? You have been absolutely like. Joe Wicks, eat your heart out. Joe Elliott is in the building.
1: Um, no, I think it's not just it's not just me. I've got a fan, obviously, Mr Naylor, Miss Pryor, Mr Stevenson together. Like it, it, it's something we're all. It's not quite what what we want to be doing. We want to be out on the field or at yeah. the pool like everyone else does, playing cricket. We normally do this time of year athletics. But having this as a, like a substitute of 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 the fitness and then delivering it and seeing everyone working so hard doing it, it, is, it is it is good fun and we're quite lucky in the fact that we get to see every child from reception all the way through to year eight um, gosh I'm
0: exhausted just
1: you saying that sentence <laughs> <laughs> it is it, brilliant and we get we get them joining in we get some parents joining as well and oh, it's always fun. it's always yeah it's such, yeah it, it is a lot of fun doing it um but it's not. It's not what we want to be doing, or to be outside playing cricket like everyone else does. But yeah. it's. It's a good. It's a good. It's a good um, substitute for what for what we could be doing oh, at this time. It's magnificent.
0: Than, it really is. Yeah. Now I know that you're probably. Um, you came uh, a close second when I asked your. Um, colleagues in the games department who the most competitive person was <laughs> and uh I know that you're probably missing your competitive sport so I've I got almost. a little game for you now if you're a okay. podcast fan you will know the quick fire round um not as easy as you think Mr Elliot no I bet it isn't um, I think so, I
1: think so.
0: <laughs> he's very cool guys just so you can see him he's but he has got his game face on <laughs>
1: so
0: um, let's see how we go. Okay, nice and easy to start. Quick throw cool. round, Mr. Elliot. Let's go. Um, beanies or caps?
1: Uh, beanies.
0: Every day. Summer or winter?
1: Summer, always.
0: Always wearing shorts as well. You were the winner always. of that. Always. Shorts.
1: Um, got to be shorts in the summer. Fish and the winter. Chips? Uh, chips.
0: Every day. Tea or coffee? Oh, both. <laughs> in, in plenty. Yeah.
1: Uh, need it, boarding parent, need it lot of coffee, <laughs> lot of tea, yeah, exactly. you need it
0: uh, coaching or playing
1: oh, coaching
0: good man uh, Mr. Stevenson told me you'd struggle with this one Man United or Man City
1: neither oh, no, no. if I've got to go one, it's got to be City can't have anything red, nothing red <laughs> Leeds, Leeds man, aren't they got to be white, white, white
0: I know, well I did think, I was thinking who are the biggest rivals of Leeds and apparently Man years is the way Man. um what about this one rugby or cricket
1: Ooh, rugby
0: okay uh rugby or football
1: normally uh, again football
0: <laughs> fa cup or champions league fa cup you missing it uh
1: yeah i am i am but, but i think the, the most important thing is everyone's safe i'd rather we wait until everything was safe and then and then lead can get promoted and that be and that, that'll be the way to do it
0: why is uh what about FIFA or Fortnite?
1: Neither. Get outside, play. Don't go on PlayStation. Get outside. Right answer.
0: Play. So right answer. Your some of your boys boarding, I'm sure, will be quite divided in that one. Um text or phone call? Uh text. Nike or Adidas?
1: Mm.
0: You look good in both, Mr. Yeah, I do, yeah,
1: yeah. Both.
0: A sponsorship is Yeah, yeah. Open.
1: available, yeah, yeah. I am open to uh, open to offers.
0: <laughs> Okay, um, this one also came from Mr. Stevenson, Pablo Hernandez or Liam Cooper.
1: Oh, Pablo Hernandez.
0: Easy, easy. easy. The Leeds man. They are Leeds easy. players. Podcast easy. family. So in case you you weren't aware. Um, how about this one? English or Maths? Oh, Maths. Yeah, good. Amazing Maths teacher. Uh, attack or defence? Uh, attack. Home or away? Home. Always home.
1: Always home. Show Always off home. our beautiful grounds. Always Brilliant home. Match Best pitches. Best pitches on the circuit definitely yeah. got to be home you got should see the home. look
0: in his eyes guys he is so proud um joe wicks or mike naylor <laughs>
1: mike naylor always <laughs>
0: every, every always
1: day. always always naylor always <laughs> always say, that's naylor. just a
0: good mantra for life nicest the, nice,
1: the nicest man you'll ever meet Mr. i naylor. totally
0: agree totally agree um sports day or house matches
1: oh house matches
0: they're good every every term, aren't they? Every term, yeah. Good crowd. Great way to end the term.
1: Yeah, yeah. Love it.
0: Um, I'm looking forward to it again. Uh, Back in boys boarding, pool or table football? Oh, pool. Yeah, it's nice to do that. I miss, miss hanging out with yeah, boys the boys. Yeah, brilliant. My pool
1: skills are going to be going downhill. I've not played for long. <laughs> Mrs Elliot's never keen when I suggest a game of pool to pass the time, unfortunately. Play,
0: trade Grace up. Yeah, that's the, what I have to do, yeah. Get on the yeah, the pool table. Okay, we're nearly there. You're nearly there. You're doing really well. You're going to struggle with this one. Uh, lower school or middle school? Ooh,
1: no. Been in both. Oh, can't say.
0: <gasps> oh, he nearly went there. I oh, saw went. it in his eyes. Nearly. He nearly went there. Okay, last one. Um, north or south?
1: North. Absolutely, one one million percent. Look at that.
0: That's my man. Yeah. Well <laughs> done, Mr. Gillam is with you in that as well. And you know, Strickland, she's Australia straight off the bat. She didn't even flinch on that one either. <laughs> okay, well that wasn't that hard, was it? Super no, chill. Well brilliant. done, thank Mr. Yeah, thank you. Um, so as you know from like tuning in every week um, and from the kind of chats that we've had off air, um, there's so much to be thankful for just now. Um, is there anything that you, um, is just really kind of front of mind for you in this season that you're, you kind of want to share with us?
1: Uh, I'm just, I think the, the thing I'm probably most thankful for is, is that, see, I've got a young family and they're all safe Um I'm spending, lots of time with them at home around doing doing the, the P videos and doing the live sessions. So yeah. that's probably the thing I'm most thankful for. And also just being able to like it's probably given everyone an opportunity during this period to, to to speak to people that they haven't spoken to for a long time and check up on them, like having Zoom quizzes with my family and uh, regular dog walks with Mr. Stevenson. We go for our dog as We're like sort of living together through the yeah. lockdown, so we're going for our dog walks together. I look yeah. forward to that and having a chat with him each day. And yeah, just I think just that little bit of interaction, like uh, getting messages from from parents and from pupils about what they're doing. And yeah, I think it just it's, it's what what I think from a sport wise, it's just quite inspiring that people haven't just thought, oh well, it's lockdown, I'm going to stay in and do nothing there. They're smashing the Joe Wick sessions in their front rooms, or they're smashing yeah. the PE sessions we're doing. With they're going out on, on bike rides, they're doing laps in their garden. Like they've got people doing five, so you five K like runs. Kind of, yeah. It's just like wow, like it's just amazing. Like how how inspiring is that? Is that people are thinking, oh, I'm going to use this opportunity to get fitter and stronger, and it, it's it's brilliant. And I, I really think that. Um.
0: So so yeah, huge much to be thankful for. I think. Um, I think. From what I've learned from having these discussions is that it's just people first um, yeah, that seems absolutely. to be the the key um, whether that is people close to you or or people far away um, that is by far and if we have to you know have something to be thankful for maybe a recalibration or a refresh of, yeah, of what, what the most important things are um I start, totally agree with you in that um there's been tons of inspiring things in the sporting realms going on and in education and around um, lots of hugely generous things happening and and people taking on challenges. Is there anything in particular other than our Heathmount family who are smashing it um, yeah, that is particularly inspiring you just now?
1: Well, I think the whole thing with, um, with Major Tom, and, he's, and he's, he's fantastic, what he did and raising all that money for the NHS is just like, I think, like how 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 amazing is that is that one person alone has managed to do probably more to bring the country together than anyone he's else got number one. he's got a number one it's just just amazing <laughs> and then um i think whatever we can do from being inspired by that is is fantastic and i said like the thing that probably gets me going every day on the Zoom things he's logging on i've got my reception reception exercise ah. class in the morning and they're absolutely smashing they're doing they're doing exercise and when i was doing it recording it i was like thinking oh this is quite this is quite tiring i'm getting a bit out of breath here and they're like no give us more give us more it's like <laughs> no it's just they the thing seeing the enthusiasm from everybody whether it's yeah. even the parents if they're joining in doing it or whatever yogurt they're doing or they're coming on to their email me and saying we're loving it that just keeps me going i think oh well I, I want to do things that people people enjoy doing and yeah and they're going to keep doing and that's that's what that's I what think
0: feedback want. I think that kind of feedback is is just golden at the moment I think oh, my,
1: Absolutely yeah my dad used Treasure to always it, yeah.
0: say to us um which we always used to roll our eyes he always used to say you know feedback is the breakfast of champions Did your
1: dad say that as well my dad used to Did say, say dad that
0: yeah. <laughs> It must have been on must some have been, you know must have been. Yeah yeah must I don't have know, know in a cracker or something <laughs>
1: Yeah really <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was unique for my dad, yeah, but obviously not.
0: <laughs> Bill Ferg is a big fan of Deep Backus, <laughs> the Breakfast of Champions, and, um, yeah. you know, I think as you get older, you really, um, you know, I see it, yeah. I see it around whenever someone is, is really, you know, appreciative of what you're doing, um, or or just says, well done, it means such a lot. Yeah, it, it does,
1: it does, it does, that is that is thing, and I think my well done is often seeing the huge smiles on people's faces after doing the workout with me and asked them did you enjoy that and they're like yeah we did and did you did you find it harder like yeah we did but we enjoyed it and that to me sometimes like oh
0: brilliant watch I've done, out I've watch done a out other schools a good,
1: i've done a good job for the day yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> um so before we go it's been so lovely to have no you thank you yourself, no thank you
1: miss folks and, yeah, um, before, before we
0: go going. um is there anything you want to say to the
1: troops to just, our just, family. i think just everybody just please just keep keep smashing your exercises keep telling us about it keep doing things that you enjoy doing and just keep active because it's the, the benefits for you in so many different ways like i feel better in myself each time i've done a workout to show you on, on zoom every time i've recorded it i come away thinking oh i feel so much better in myself after doing it so yeah keep doing it and we'll get through this together and you you'll you see it Hopefully soon we'll be back out on our uh, glorious pitches sprinting and AstroTurf, sprinting through, sprinting <laughs> to games, not chasing anyone out of the change rooms, everyone excited to get out there and <laughs> and crack on with, with everything they're doing and we'll play matches and like, against Edge Grove and whatever and, and oh, yeah, we'll, we'll soon, soon, soon. If that's keeping us going, we'll soon be back out there. We'll soon be back out get there.
0: Get the green and gold back out.
1: Yeah, that green and gold, yeah
0: amen well listen i know that you're a busy man you have got um multiple hats on at thank the moment. You. Thank, you,
1: thank, you oh, you thank, you. thank you thank you miss Ferguson podcasting superstar you can add thank you thank you i don't know about, that. I don't know about <laughs> that
0: and we will actually be hearing from you a bit later in um in our next game which you oh, and yeah. mrs elliot have been oh, good yeah. enough to play yeah, this
1: one this one could cause a few arguments i think <laughs> I might have to go and sleep in the boarding house one night if this doesn't go too well.
0: Everyone is is uh, sort of uh, vying for the wooden spoon, apparently. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. Let's see.
1: Let's anyway, see.
0: all right. God bless. Can't wait God to. God bless. To
1: you. Thank you, thank you, Miss Ferguson. See you soon. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye bye bye.
0: Oh, Mister Elliot, what a lovely, lovely man! Thank you so much for being with us today and for all those wanting a little bit more from him he's actually going to be popping up in our next game too and we have mrs nightingale to thank for this idea as we are about to have a game of heath mount mr and mrs <laughs> i have asked 6 heath mount couples the same 10 questions and the game is to see if their answers match Now, we are going to have five questions today and five on Wednesday, so the suspense to find out the winners is, well, is frankly off the chart. So, who are our lucky couples today? We have Mr. and Mrs. Nightingale, Elliot, Spowett, Thompson, Gillam, And it is my greatest pleasure to announce that we also have a brand new married couple to be, because Mr. Boyington and Miss Pargetter have just got engaged. Congratulations. What wonderful, wonderful news. (laughs) So let's see how they get on, shall we? Good luck, one and all. So the first question I asked each couple was, if there was a fire in their house, what would be the first thing that she would grab?
2: Photos. I'd want to make sure I had all my photos with me of the children when they were little. Um uh, maybe my makeup if the fireman that had come to rescue me was quite nice looking. If not, I'd just I'd leave that behind.
3: I'm split on this one, she's quite practical and we have a a little sort of fireproof box thing in our office which has got all the important stuff, passports, marriage certificates, birth certificates. So I'd say she would probably grab that because that's what that's designed for but I reckon also it would be an armload of um, photos, family photos and we've got a couple of nice paintings of uh, our dog that is no longer with us. So yeah, paintings. Uh, sorry, photos, and um, the box of important documents—the practical one. So, I think the first thing that Mrs. Elliot
1: would grab in a fire would be her phone. She's a big uh, she's a big Candy Crush fan. <laughs>
4: Right, so from a fire, I would probably save my wedding shoes and my um, wedding present from Mr Elliot because photos and things like that are all on
5: my phone. In a fire, obviously apart from um, grabbing my children and our cats, I would probably um, save my jewellery and I think it would have to be my cushions. I've got hundreds of them all over the house. So yeah, jewellery and cushions.
3: I think the thing she'd most likely grab in a fire would be photo albums. Yeah, really sentimental photo albums.
6: Well, assuming I'm wearing my wedding ring and I've got my phone in my pocket, I'd grab the girl's favourite soft toys, Charlotte the Cheetah and Balto, a wolf.
7: It'll definitely be her phone.
6: This is really tricky, but I think it would probably be a memory book that I've got with loads of different things in. Things from family, things from me and Mr Boynton, photos and everything.
8: She would probably, hopefully, grab her engagement ring. She's also got a lot of other jewellery that she's quite uh, possessive over that's been bought for her. It's got a lot of meaning behind it that I know she likes. So possibly a jewellery box. But also, she's got a um photo album from her 21st birthday that I know she likes. So, possibly, the photo album might just trump the jewellery box.
9: Um, Somewhat embarrassingly, I would probably grab my Chanel makeup collection. It's quite comprehensive. It's worth a lot of money. I definitely need it every day, so um, that one, all my little Chanel compacts that are a source of such joy, I would probably grab those.
7: She would definitely grab her mobile phone, I think, because it has all the photos of the children when they were younger, it also has um, her diary um, and all her important information, so i think she would definitely
0: grab her mobile phone oh that was a tough first question but one point so far to the nightingales and the soon-to-be boyingtons let's see how they get on this next question which was who is the better cook
2: that's a tough one, really. Sort of depends on what food you're looking for. Um, yeah, if you're looking for if you're looking for more finesse in the cooking, Mr Nightingale, if you're looking for something that the children will eat, then probably me.
3: Oh, this one's going to be controversial. I um, have to say that Mrs Nightingale does most of the cooking day to day and she is an excellent cook. She is very, very good. If we were going for sort of fine cuisine, something fancy, I, I do think, though, I might edge in there. So, on balance, I'm going to go for me. I reckon I'm the better cook of the two of us.
1: Definitely, I'm the better cook. I do all the cooking in our house, so, yeah, definitely me.
4: Mr Elliot's definitely the better cook. I can make him brownies, that's about it. He can make anything else, he can cook everything.
5: Um. Oh, I hate to admit it, it really, really grates on me. But I do have to say, Mr. Spower is the better cook, which is very annoying. And I know he'll be very pleased that I've said that.
3: Better cook, me, Lansdam.
5: <laughs> me,
3: without doubt.
7: <laughs> She's
8: definitely.
6: Definitely me, because Mr. Boynton never cooks unless it's heaters
8: not even going to argue with number 3 miss Parjetta is by far the better cook i can mess up beans on toast by undercooking the beans and overcooking the toast so definitely miss Pargetter, although i do make mean for heaters can do that
9: i don't like to sound big headed i think the answer is probably me um mr gillum has a repertoire of 3 recipes which he can independently prepare he can do a really good um, roast he can do an amazing cauliflower cheese and he can cook a pretty good lasagna but beyond that we really are a bit limited with with other choices so I think probably just for sheer variety um, I'm probably the better cook and also we do have a bit of a discussion going on about What is cooking and what is preparing? Because he will claim to have cooked something when actually he's just prepared something that I cooked earlier. So again, I think on that front, I probably score more highly.
7: That one's an extremely easy one to answer. She is a brilliant cook. So Mrs Gillum um, definitely wins
0: that one. Well, there wasn't much debate on that one. Now, was there? Every single couple scored a point. There are six points across the board. Still the Nightingales and the soon-to-be Boyingtons are in the lead. However, how do they get on in the next question, which is... Which job does he hate doing the most around the house?
2: Probably the job he hates the most is uh, washing up. Sometimes he washes up after I've been cooking. So yeah, I don't think he likes doing that very much.
3: Most, or the couple I hate the most probably are ones that involve um, greasy baked on stuff. So cleaning the filters in the extractor fan, cleaning the oven, uh, those sort of jobs. Those are definitely my hatiest um, housework jobs. Not fun at all. The job I hate most around the house is the worst job
1: possible and that is emptying the bins and especially because we've got two young children we've got a nappy bin so when i have to empty the nappy bin that is the worst job i could ever do is emptying the nappy bin which i have to do regularly
4: um the job mr elliot hates the most is probably emptying the nappy bin which um, i don't blame him for
5: Oh, he hates unloading the dishwasher. He, he really doesn't do it that often, I have to say. But when he does, he moans about it and makes sure everybody knows that, you know, he has done it, makes a really big deal out of it. It's quite painful, really. But yes, definitely unloading the dishwasher.
3: I'm always cleaning. I'm always hoovering, ironing, cooking... So, there are no jobs around the house that I hate?
6: I'm going to go with cleaning the toilets, because no-one likes doing that.
7: I hate cleaning bathrooms.
6: Oh, gosh, all of them. Mr Boynton hates all the chores around the house, but I think his worst one is washing up.
8: Um, what do I hate? Oh, washing up. We both hate it. (laughs) hate doing the washing up. We always have a battle about who does it most. Um... And I think Miss Badgett might be the one who does it most, but I always feel like I'm hard done by for doing the washing
9: He really hates cleaning bathrooms. So much so, I think he deliberately does a bad job, you know, with, like, the shower screen and kind of... So that he won't be asked again. But... I'm kind of wise to that now, so I still get him to do them, and then I have to go back over them to make sure that they meet the standards you know of the household but yeah he's definitely he definitely doesn't like cleaning bathrooms
7: that has to be cleaning bathrooms um I think that's a fairly easy one, and I will try and do anything I can to escape that punishment so cleaning bathrooms
0: another quite high scoring round there and obviously not many bathrooms being enjoyed being cleaned uh, but I have to say that sneaking ahead with 3 points 3 out of 3 so far the Boyingtons to be the rest of people will they catch up? let's see with the next question which is a very simple one who is
2: the funniest? who's the funniest? Ah, uh, probably me I think it is probably me Although Mr Nightingale is probably funnier than um, the impression he gives at school. um, Sometimes he's almost unintentionally funny because he's so earnest and that just makes me laugh. Um, I find humour in most things and I think, um, yeah, I'm a bit of a queen of the one-liners. So yeah, I think it's probably me. I find myself funny anyway. It's probably me.
3: That's an easy one. It has to be Mrs Nightingale. She is far funnier than me. She makes me smile a lot and um yeah she's got a great sense of humor mrs nightingale definitely wins that one she is the funniest i probably try to be funny in our
1: house but the funniest person is probably is mrs elliot um just with her quick wit and uh sarcasm at times it, it is very funny
4: i'm definitely funnier than mr elliot
5: 100% oh it's definitely me i think i'd have to say i'm the funniest Probably me. Me?
8: <laughs> she is.
5: Definitely Mr
6: Boynton, and he will no doubt agree because he finds himself hilarious.
8: I think I might just just sneak it. Um, she likes to play a lot of pr- uh, practical jokes on me. She likes to jump out of me and make me jump, and I hate it. But um, she finds it very funny herself. But I think I am I might... I, I don't know. I think my jokes are funnier than what Miss Badger's... Uh,
9: um mm, I don't want to say but I think it's probably him. He he definitely has a very witty dry sense of humor and um he comes up with some quite comical things so the children would probably agree with me.
7: Well, Mrs Gillam thinks she's the funniest but I can categorically say that she's not. So I would have to say me on that one.
6: Little
0: bits of difference of opinion there, but not much. And still, the Boyntons-to-be are still one point ahead. Right, let's see what happens in this final question. In part one, where did you go on your first date? Do they say the same thing? Let's find out.
2: Oh, first date. Yeah, now, yeah, that's a good one. Um, Yes, what we did for that, Mr Nightingale, uh, we were living in Kenya at the time, and Mr Nightingale had a friend who owned an island in the middle of a very beautiful lake, uh, a lake called Lake Baringo, and on this island... Mr Nightingale's friend had put a swimming pool and a bar and there were staff there to, to cook lunch and things. And Mr Nightingale, he took me there for our first date, which was very um, luxurious, very unexpected. And it was it was wonderful, really. It was a very impressive first date, very enjoyable. Um, and yeah, I think it was quite clever, actually, because not only did it sort of wow me, but also the... The lake surrounding this island was infested with crocodiles, so I couldn't have escaped even if I'd wanted to. I didn't want to. It was lovely.
3: Oh, our first date. Well, uh, (laughs) I'm trying to think what Mrs Nightingale would say about this. I had a few attempted first dates, shall we say. Um, Mrs Nightingale took a lot of persuading to actually come on the first proper date. Um, Having met at a party, I was very keen. She was not so much. Um, so I had to really pull it out of the bag and, um, our first proper date, she had an afternoon off from work and I took her down to a, um, I had a friend who's got a private Island out on this beautiful Lake. So I had a swimming pool, um, staff there to sort of, we had a fantastic lunch. Um, so yeah, I think I really pulled it out of the bag on that one. Um, arrived, uh, had drinks, sort of lunch afternoon at the pool. Um, it was a fantastic, that was our first proper first date. Um, and it was a good one. I hope she's. I hope she's come up with the same answer. For our first date, we
1: went to uh, I treat her to a, a nice Pizza Express in Hartford, and that's when it all started.
4: On our first date, we went to Pizza Express, and um, I asked him if we were going there because he had a voucher, and he wasn't very happy
5: oh gosh my long term memory is absolutely terrible these days I think our first date was in well it was definitely in Birmingham because I remember driving up to see him and I think it might have been at the mailbox um, I'm hoping that I'm right here
3: I think it was probably in Birmingham when we first met and I would say it would have been down by the new part of the canal um and we went for some tapas and people watching we went to the cinema
7: welling garden cinema the galleria to watch philadelphia i'll take him to all the best
8: places
6: our first date we went for a walk down the seafront and to the arcades
8: for our first date, <laughs> um, we went down to <laughs> the seaside back back in Grimsby, back in, <phone rings> in Um And I took her to the two-piece slots and um, <laughs> we went and played um, mini-golf after. So I really know how to treat a woman.
9: Again, this was a very long time ago. <laughs> um, but I think we went for a walk... And then we went for a pub lunch at a pub called the Dragon. This was a bit—it was a bit of a strange one because we were living together as flatmates, but we weren't dating. So when we did go on our first date, we had to meet on the landing, which was a bit awkward and unusual. But after that, we then went, went on our long walk and went to the pub, and that was really nice. So it—it it was a really really nice first date, but it started off somewhat unusually.
7: I really can't remember where our first date was but if I was to have a guess I would probably say um, a little pub called the Castle Inn which is a pub which is very close to where Mrs. Gillum's parents live.
0: Was it the Dragon or was it the Castle Inn? Gillam's! How are we ever going to find out? another very high scoring round there and I think the Nightingale's probably won for the best first date on a private island. Um, So that brings us to the end of part one. You are going to have to stay tuned till Wednesday's episode to see what the rest of the five questions are and I can tell you it is a very, very tightly run race but going into part two at the end of these five questions I can tell you that in the lead by one point are the boyingtons to be not even married yet and they're winning let's yeah let's see what happens on wednesday well done so one of the very best parts of doing this podcast has been getting to spend time with people who, in my day-to-day Heathman life, I don't usually get to work with. And today, I'm delighted to welcome to the podcast an amazing member of the mighty Year Two team, who has been weaving her superpowers, her kindness, her patience, and her magic to teach and care for the six and seven-year-olds in our Heathmount family and today she's actually dressed up as a rainbow. (laughs) I am delighted to introduce our storyteller for today, Mrs Butt. Hi! Hello, how are you? You Tell us about the rainbow. The rainbow
10: day has been amazing. In various forms today on Zoom, I have seen rainbow hats. I've seen a cloud with a rainbow coming out of it. (laughs) Very spectacular rainbow. Um, I've seen rainbow clothes, rainbow faces. I've had rainbow backgrounds. Um, It's been really wonderful. And I think the message behind it, that all the children are just spreading a little bit of kindness, happiness, and their thanks for everything that's, particularly the NHS, but everything that everybody's doing to, to help everybody get through this tricky time. Um it's really amazing to see, really amazing. Do you
0: think it put everybody in a good mood being a rainbow today? Well,
10: I think so. I think so. We had a little sing song to Somewhere Over the Rainbow.
0: Oh, cheered me up. F- well
10: and cheered me up. So
0: yeah, it's lovely. you look so cheerful and bright and wonderful. So it's definitely cheered me up. So thank you. Um Thank you for making time in your busy, busy life at the moment for being on the podcast as one of our storytellers. Um, I know that you spend a huge part of your job, of your days, um, completely absorbed in storytelling and books and the magic of those adventures. Is there anything that you really love or really want to kind of recommend to the podcast, either um, things that you enjoyed reading when you were young or maybe that you read to your family or your class? Um I think I've got two
10: strings to my bow. I'm quite a traditionalist. So I grew up and um, my dad is obsessed with Winnie the Pooh. And um, so he still drinks his favourite mug at home is his Winnie the Pooh mug. And um, lovely! love what Tiggers do best is a favourite family phrase. Um, so I was read lots of Winnie the Pooh when I grew up. And then in my early 20s, I moved down to Kent, very close to the Sussex border, and actually lived about 15 minutes from the 100-acre wood in <sighs> Hartfield, in East Sussex, um, in the Ashdown Forest. So for 10 years, I I spent my weekends walking through the Ashdown Forest and actually spending time in the 100-acre wood, walking over Pooh Bridge,
0: and it just brought all the magic to life. Uh, I mean, that I was able to go, I was sort of talking to someone who loved reading Edith Blyton and I was explaining I used to love the Mallory Towers books and mm-hmm. I went to the school once that it was based yeah. on. It's a real place in St. Andrews in Scotland. And as you say, you just feel like, it, you know, there's nothing like it. You're just, yeah. a, you know, your, your senses are so heightened, aren't they? Because you just see magic yeah. of it all over the place. It's the same in Oxford when you see, you know, the Narnia lamppost. Oh, it's It's inspiration everywhere for sure, um so have you then continued to enjoy these stories with your family or with your teacher yeah, we read yeah, we read the Winnie
10: the Pooh stories often um and it's kind of sometimes I have to reduce them a bit I've got a three year old so sometimes she doesn't have the staying power for the full stories, but um I like to make up my own endings at uh, mm. that work sometimes which is a good and, and you can do that, you know, Christopher Robin's such a great character, and you can. You can add your own twist.
0: Yeah. And I've had some lovely prints and postcards over the years as well. Um, very sort of simple things. Um, no, so wonderful. Th- thanks for, for taking us there. You know, we haven't actually spoken about we need to put on the podcast yet. Um, what is it that you have um, chosen to read to the podcast today?
10: Okay, so I have chosen a book today called um, The Koala Who Could. And it's, um, it's a book that I actually read quite often at home to my children. Mm. They, they're two quite confident little girls, but they, they do have moments in life where actually sometimes they think, Oh, you know, I'm, I'm not sure. Maybe there's some sort of change, a new person at nursery or whatever's going on. Um, visiting a new place. And sometimes they can feel a little bit uncertain. So this book. Is a really good book for sort of boosting confidence and saying to you that actually do you know what mostly change is really good yeah. change is a positive thing and something to be embraced um, and I, I think that's something that we've seen from all the children at Heathmounts embracing all the change that we've been through and the teachers.
0: Um, is there anything before we go and we hear your lovely story I cannot wait um that you would just like to say to your year two family or um the pre-prep or or the wider school before we go
10: um i think just well done you know they've they have all i i log into zoom every morning and i'm greeted by 17 smiley faces i get waves you know they use the wave button or they use their real hands and they are all every day without fail excited to be there excited to learn. and you know that's, that's an amazing feeling as a teacher to log into your screen, because most days I feel a little bit nervous and thinking, oh, you know, have I, have I planned this lesson right? Is it going to go okay through Zoom? Um, and when I see those smiling faces, I think, yeah, it's gonna be fine, we'll be fine. Yeah. Um, so thank you, children, and well done. You're all
0: fantastic. Oh, absolutely. And wouldn't it be great to see them all? yeah so exciting i don't think anyone's gonna have a problem coming to school when we get no, back
10: first thing through the doors well <laughs> i'm desperate to get back to school lunches my
0: cooking's not <laughs> it's lunchtime cooking isn't it that's the real <laughs> drag of this whole thing Just running out what are we gonna to have today um well look huge thanks for being on the podcast i know that the um Uh, you know there'll be so many who will be so delighted to hear your story hear your voice hear your reassuring words um and we cannot wait for the um the tale to come so huge thanks we'll see you soon hopefully thank you miss ferguson thank you thank you you rainbow (laughs) all right god bless bye
10: this book's called the koala who could by rachel bright and jim field In a wonderful place at the breaking of dawn, where the breezes were soft and the sunshine was warm. A place where the creatures ran wild and played free, a koala called Kevin clung to a tree. A nicer grey fellow you never would meet, as soft as a soft thing, from ear tufts to feet. His favourite way to relax in the sun was to cling and to nap and to munch a leaf bun. He was terribly good at all these three things. Yes, Kevin was king of the staying still kings.
0: You see, high
10: up was safe since he liked a slow pace, while the ground down below seemed a frightening pace. Too fast, too loud, too big and too strange. Nope, Kevin preferred not to move nor to change. So he clung to his tree as he knew how to do, and was never too keen to try anything new. So when Wombat stopped by and shouted one day, "'Hey, Kevin, why don't you come down here and play?' "'Um, I think,' he replied, "'I should stay on my plant. I'm busy right now. No, I'm sorry, I can't.' "'Why not?' cried the ruse, who liked the idea. "'Yes, why?' called the dingoes. "'You've nothing to fear.' But Kevin, who wasn't the do-things-quick sort, said, I've clinging to do, but thanks for the thought. As Kevin sat watching them chatter and share, a part of him wished he could join in down there. But he knew he'd miss home in the dark and the late. The whole thing was risky. Adventure could wait. Whatever the invite, he'd always say no. Oh dear, it seemed Kevin just couldn't let go. So his life was the same, no matter the day. The weeks came and went, and the months rolled away. And Kevin stayed still, while the world moved around, until he awoke to a worrying sound. Tap, tap, tap. The sound went, well this was a blow. Oh no! Cling, the crowd called, that had gathered below. Leap and we'll catch you. Just let yourself go. But Kevin was scared. Let go. No, I shan't. I won't, clung on Kevin. Oh dear, I just Go! not Down came the tree with a cracking and pinging. Crash and a wallop with Kevin still clinging. Kevin, he carefully opened one eye and looked up at the love staring down from the sky. Then one claw by one claw, he slowly unclung. He felt springy and light and happy and young. The worst he could think of had now come to pass, and he was just fine. Why, he felt quite first class. So when Wombat held out a most welcoming paw, Kevin, he didn't hold back any more. When Dingo asked, "'Now, will you come out to play?' The crowd all joined in with a, "What do you say?" And even though this wasn't part of his plan, Kevin replied, "Yes, I think that I can." And Kevin, from then on, was always can do, because life can be great when you try something new.
0: Such a brilliant story and so fantastically read. Thank you, Missus Butt. That was awesome so that's it for today it's been so nice to hear from so many of our Heathmount favorites and plenty more to come this week please please do keep sending me any messages if you would like to be on the podcast even if you're not really sure what you'd like to do we would so love to have you on do get in touch so happy monday everyone I hope that you are all striding forward into this new week and remembering to really look after those around you just with some kindness and some patience and some love. It makes such a huge difference just now. Now, I'm missing you all every day and I just cannot wait until we can all be together again.
3: (sighs) Have a great, great week, Heathbott family. And see you again on Wednesday.